Welcome to the new Future Ready Schools podcast series, Leading Through Unprecedented Times. In this series, we will take a look at how teaching and learning have shifted online overnight due to mandated school closures around the nation. Future Ready leaders are simultaneously addressing and amplifying equity-related issues among marginalized groups as schools become the community hub for food distribution and human connection. Some students are logging in daily, while others remain unable to connect. I'm Tom Murray, the Director of Innovation for Future Ready Schools, and I encourage you to check out these episodes as you'll hear from some of the nation's top educational leaders. Each episode will shine the light on how these leaders are overcoming adversity and offering their communities the hope they so desperately need as they lead through these unprecedented times. Real stories, real solutions, real leadership. Coming your way in this new series. and thanks for tuning in to Leading Through Unprecedented Times. I am so fired up to have my good friend, Superintendent V. Marlon Stiles, joining us here today. An incredible, incredible leader, uh, known coast to coast for his innovative work. Um, but Marlon, can you take a moment to introduce yourself? Tell us about your community, your district, and where you're at. First of all, Tom, thank you for having me today. Truly an honor to be able to just uh, take a moment to collaborate with you. Uh, my name is Marlon Stiles, a proud superintendent, Middletown City School District. Always say proud because I absolutely am. We are located in Southwest Ohio, dead smack in the middle of Dayton and Cincinnati. Uh, Middletown, you can find right in the middle. We are a proud urban district, uh, serving a population um, of students who are truly passionate about being successful in life. We have uh, 10 schools, 6,400 plus students in an urban environment. Um, and our culture is absolutely on fire. And just hope we can uh, share a little bit of insight, some inspiration today about what's happening inside of our district. You know, one of my favorite things and just getting to know you in the past couple of years and just seeing you on social media, hearing you speak, seeing in front of your staff, I have never heard you refer to Middletown City Schools without first saying you're proud to be the superintendent at Middletown City Schools. And that speaks volume, it really does. You know, one of the things I love about your work is you are such a beacon of hope. And hope is just something that we all need right now. We've got uncertain times, people are locked down, states are locked down, heck, half the world is locked down, we don't know what's coming up, but we need that hope to hold on to. And so when you look at the world, what is something that, as a superintendent, what's something that gives you hope right now? Well, what gives me hope are educators in this country right now. Um, as you look at being home, shut down, stay at home orders, whatever, whatever your circumstance may be, uh, we know families uh, with students, um, whether people are losing their jobs or not, they are looking for hope. Uh, so what gives me hope right now is that educators across this country, especially here in Middletown uh, City School District, are rising to the occasion and sprinting uh, to, to go above and beyond to meet the demands and the needs and the uh, the desires that families have that are looking for hope, they're providing the hope. So hope for me right now are the educators. Um, I know it's absolutely contagious what our staff are doing right now for our families and our students. Um, it's exciting. Um, it's something that just reassures me that, um, that this is too is going to pass. And if we take it one day at a time and just, just stay positive in our mindset, knowing that we're supporting people that are, that are searching for hope and we're, we're trying to provide that that glimmer and that uh, that excitement about what the possibilities can be as we go to support them, that's the that's what gives me hope is is the fight that I see educators uh, putting forth every single day to support students right now. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And you know, one of the pieces that you talk about in terms of the needs, let's talk for just a few moments on the obstacles that you're facing. You're in an urban district, you've got a very high need district. And you know, it's no, it's no secret, no two districts are alike. We've all got unique communities. So what are the, the, the some of the major obstacles that you've been facing, especially in the past couple of weeks? And, and how are you all working to overcome them? Yeah, uh, we, again, you heard me talk before about, uh, about mindset and staying positive. Uh, so when, when I hear obstacles, I like to, you've trained me to think this way, Tom, give yourself credit. Um, I like to think of them as opportunities to provide. Um, as you think about what our students need right now, it's, it's our, our responsibility right now to provide for them. So uh, we are working as hard as we can each day to make sure our students' basic needs are being met. That's our priority. Um, E-learning is not our priority right now. Making sure our kids are taken care of that's our priority. So we've got a large scale food distribution plan right now uh, that we're looking as an opportunity to provide for our kids. Uh, we're averaging about 20,000 plus meal bags um, a week. It consists of breakfast and lunch to provide to all of our students being in a 100% free reduced lunch rate building, I'm sorry, district. Um, so we're excited to know that we have staff volunteers, community volunteers coming out of the woodworks uh, to, to support 30 different distribution sites for our, our students to get them uh, food, uh, which is a basic necessity right now. Uh, so some may think it's an obstacle. I look at it as an opportunity to provide. Um, we're exploring some other things as well, but that's one thing we're really proud of that we're, we're really fighting right now to, to take advantage of an opportunity to provide just basic necessities, food, hygiene um, to, to our families as much as we can. And the community is stepping up to support us and partner with us. Um, that just makes it even sweeter to know that, that we're all hands on deck doing this together. Yeah, you absolutely are. And you hit it right on the head. I love that. It's, you know, it's people first. How many times have we talked about Maslow before Bloom? Well, that this has been completely um, exaggerated. and Not exaggerated, that wouldn't be the right word, but this has been uh, amplified would be a better word at that point. And certainly commend your work and seeing people first and their needs first and, and seeing the child before seeing a test score or a data point. And it just speaks to your leadership in that regard. You know, you have been such a staunch advocate for equity and such a staunch advocate for many of your students as well, having a high need district that are either traditionally marginalized in the past in certain groups, or that maybe they aren't connected, or maybe they're, they're missing out on opportunities. And I know you are one to believe that all means all, and you started to touch on it around feeding kids and those kinds of things. But what does equity look like? And what are you really working for to make sure that our most at-risk students are front and center of the work and the decisions we're making right now? What's that look like at a crisis like this does? Well, you got me all fired up right now with this question. Um, probably going to do a couple push-ups real quick to push out some of this, this energy right now on this topic. But for me, uh, if, if I could keep it real for just a moment on this topic, um, let's talk about fact. Fact is that this is a conversation that's been around for a long time. Uh, we as a society have just refused to, to acknowledge and accept the realities of an equity gap that exists in this country. Um, and if there's one bright spot with this whole circumstance of schools being shut down is the fact that uh, the equity gaps on center stage. So um, what we're fighting for right now is the basic fact that not every student in our district um, is logged in with e-learning right now. Um, a lot of our students are logged out. Basically what I mean by that is they either don't have a device uh, and or they don't have the internet at home to be able to access e-learning. Uh, so the wonderful opportunities that we're able to provide through the technology that we have accessible 
um, in our district, the digital platforms, activities teachers are dreaming up, which are fantastic, don't get me wrong, uh, but we lose sleep at night knowing that not all of our students are logged in right now. As a matter of fact, a lot are logged out. Uh, so we are kicking on doors, screaming and shouting as much as we can, as I know a lot of educators across this country are, um, about the fact that the internet should no longer be a utility. Um, let's just put it into that conversation and let's make sure all kids have internet access um, and a device at home so that they can continue their learning. Um, that's the most important piece. So um, I challenge society, I challenge the federal government, whoever we need to challenge right now um, is to find a way to provide internet access to students in their home across this country during any type of school shutdown and preferably long term. Make sure they've got internet and uh, broadband access in their homes when the school year starts so that learning can be extended in the home outside the school day. Absolutely. The internet being a utility has really brought to the forefront something that many of us, yourself included, and at Future Ready have been yelling at a long time, especially they, there's estimates about 12 million of our nation's families. And disproportionately, it's our Black and Hispanic families that don't have that access. So at a time like now, those inequities have been completely amplified. And I commend you for being that voice, as you said, kicking down doors and shouting it out because you are an advocate for kids and an advocate for kids, especially those that are need. But you know, when we, when we look just around us, fear is running so rampant in our world right now. And in an urban setting in which you work in that regard, talk to us about fear. How as a leader do you overcome fear? It'd be so easy to be paralyzed. You're making these major decisions that impact the livelihoods of the families in your community. How do you overcome fear? And what recommendations do you have or support or advice do you have for educators? As you know, we look at the news, we look online, whatever the case is, fear's all around us yet we're making decisions every day that impact the lives of kids so how do you overcome that as a leader what's that look like Tom I keep this simple right and our, my executive team and I would talk about this all the time my leadership team talk about it it's one day at a time um, we can't take care of the entire school year and decision making in one conversation in one day um, so let's not try to do that let's do what we're able to do as best as we're able to do it as long as we're able to do it um, so let's focus on one day at a time that we're making decisions that are in the best interest of our students uh, during this crisis that they're dealing with at home. You know, kids right now um, and families, I mean, heck, even in my house right now, uh, folks across this country right now are just trying to survive. Um, nevertheless, take care of 15 assignments that have been dumped on them um, in this distance learning model. So let's focus on one day at a time. Let's focus on the needs of our students. Um, Let's, let's take the fear away that they're dealing with in their homes right now and just stay connected with kids and making sure they're socially, emotionally in a good spot right now. Yeah, absolutely. Putting their hearts first. Can't, I, I can't agree with that anymore. That's for sure. Um, when we take a look at, you know, you are, are somebody that is constantly taking care of thousands of other people, your community, your families, your teachers, your principal. How do you, as Marlon Stiles, as the proud superintendent, how are you taking care of yourself? And what advice do you have for principals and educators out there that can be burning the candle at both ends and going at it around the clock and remote can mean 24 hours a day? How are you taking care of yourself in this process? Yeah, if you know anything about me, I'm a big family man. Um, and I mean that through and through. Uh, my wife and I, we get to spend time together now, right? The shutdown is a blessing in disguise. We're both working from home. Uh, so we spend a lot of time together, my wife and I, but on top of that, I got two beautiful kids. Um, and the four of us, we just have a blast every day as much as we possibly can. That's my pride and joy, my peace and quiet, um, and definitely the best hobby in the world that I could have. 
Um, as long as I've got that medicine on a daily basis, uh, my self-care is always in a good spot. And I encourage anyone in this world, just rely on your network, rely on your friends and family, um, and you should mentally be in a good spot. Yeah. So Marlon, I've heard you say proud multiple times today. Every time I've ever heard you speak, I hear the word proud come out in the first sentence or so. We talk about being a proud superintendent, and I know you don't take that lightly, and I know your, your words have incredible meaning, but in all the work and all the things that are happening in Middletown City Schools right now, I know you're always proud, but there's got to be things boiling to the top right now that you lay in bed at night and you're just smiling ear to ear because of your people. So talk to me, what are you most proud of at this point? Oh, man, I can, can pick one thing. So I'm going to go with this, Tom. Um, I, I am loving the fact that we get to be proud as a district right now here in Middletown City School District. I mean, it happens every single day. It's just not always in the spotlight. This is something you don't want to be in the spotlight all the time. But now it's just, I mean, it's shining bright as ever. Um, it is truly on display. And I'm proud of the fact that our staff um, are on the front lines right now in a very super superhero way, taking care of kids. And it's clearly being demonstrated how much they love and care for kids. Um, and the fact that they don't get to see them every single day, face to face, in person, in the building, they're doing it from their homes. Um, and they're still taking pride in how they're, they're staying connected to kids and showing them how much they love and care. That right there alone is something that I stand truly proud of the superintendent of Middletown City School District. Couldn't ask for anything more uh, more to celebrate from our staff. They're, they're truly hitting it out of the park. I'm proud of them. Hard to top that, my friend. One final question for you. You know, educators, they've been all over the map in terms of how they're handling this, directions from their districts, you know, starting e-learning days, others not, the, you know, urban districts, rural districts, there's challenges all over the map. But if you were to narrow down for one piece of advice for educators, kind of one thing to hone on in or hone in on, regardless if you're a superintendent or that third grade teacher, What's a piece of advice you have for educators today? Uh, be excited about the fact that you're doing the best that you can. Um, and, and stay in that mindset that you're giving it your best. Don't try to do uh, something that's over the top right now. Uh, stay considerate of what the families are dealing with and their survival modes being stuck in the house. Um, but stay in the mindset that you, you are doing your best. And your best is absolutely dynamite right now. As long as you're giving your best every single day, that's all anybody asks for. Because at the end of the day, the fact that you're making yourself accessible right now to kids who are at home during the shutdown, that means the world to them. So I would say stay focused um, on a day-to-day -day basis, not a week-by-week -week or a month at a time each day. Give it your best. Be excited about the fact you're giving that's Marlon Stiles, everybody, the proud superintendent, Middletown City Schools in Ohio. Marlon, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Hashtag Midi Rising always.